Soccer News, IV, it's in your veins. Brought to you by Soccerom.com from Bumblebee to high school to college to the pros. Before the best coaches go to practice, they go to Soccerom.com. Hello and welcome. I'm Stephen Parr, the host of Soccer News, IV. Let's get started with our top stories. DMB nabbed for a DWI while at PSV. DeMarcus Beasley is charged with driving drunk in Eindhoven, the Netherlands. Beasley could lose his right to drive in the Netherlands and faces up to a $680 fine if he's convicted. Beasley currently plays with PSV Eindhoven in the top Dutch league. The team says they stand behind Beasley. They didn't say they would ride with him, however. Aleko Eskandarian was named the MLS's Player of the Week and then was promptly fined $250. You see, during D.C. United's game against Red Bull New York, Aleko scored two goals, thus the Player of the Week nod. But after the first goal, Eski ran to the bench where a teammate tossed him a Red Bull energy drink. He had a sip and then spit it out as part of his post-goal celebration. The ref apparently thought the celebration wasn't over the top and did not card him. The league didn't think it was quite as funny. Now, other players have been carded for their post-goal celebrations this season. Eddie Johnson took off his shirt in game one and was cautioned. The next week, his teammate Jose Versiaga was given his second card of the game for scoring the game-winning goal and then taunting the crowd. And this week... Aaron Pitchglen of, D, of uh, FC Dallas was carded for kicking the corner flag just after kicking home the game-winning goal. Now, the league did not apparently see these cautionable offenses to be as over-the-top as Eskandarian's non-cautioned Red Bull chaser. That has made some D.C. United fans claim the fine is more about protecting the image of a corporate partner than it is about the spirit of the game. There will not be a female referee at this year's World Cup. The only woman among the 80 finalists was cut from the list last week. 44-year-old Nelly Vianot of French did not pass a required sprint test. Seven of the male finalists also failed the sprint test and were cut as well. Vianot would have been the first woman ever to ref during a men's World Cup. And since Bruce Arena is set to announce his official 23-man roster, his World Cup roster, on May 2nd, we here at Soccer News Ivy thought we'd take a stab at predicting the names on that list. So let's start with the easy ones. Goalkeepers, Casey Keller, Marcus Hahnemann, and Tim Howard are locks for the team. Keller will be the starter. Defense gets a little bit harder. We believe the list will consist of Pope, Onyewu, Gibbs, Lewis, Haduk, Bocanegra, and Burhalter. Now, some of you Chris Albright fans might be a little disappointed or possibly angry. I did have Albright on the list, but I replaced him with Burhalter for three reasons. First, Albright is still coming back from injury. Second, Burhalter plays in Germany and might be a big asset, even if he doesn't play a single minute during a game. And third, 
because my brother talked me into it. So if you're still angry, blame him. Most of the midfielders are rather obvious choices. Donovan, Beasley, Reyna, Convy, Dempsey, O'Brien, Olsen, Chirundolo, and Mastroeni. Some folks have put Steve Chirundolo on the, the list for defenders, and that's one of the main reasons I've put him on my list at all. He's versatile, and that's exactly what you need for a month-long tournament overseas. Now for the real controversy, forwards. I'm calling for McBride, Johnson, Twelman, and Ching. This is controversial because, first of all, there are four names on this list, and because none of those names are Wolf. Let's take this one at a time. I know Bruce says he wants to play with one striker, but that's his starting lineup against the Czechs. It's not the lineup he may have to switch to during the game or the lineups he may wish to run against Italy or Ghana. Arena is notorious for using different formations to attack or defend against different teams. In a month-long tournament, you need options. And that's why I believe he'll take four strikers. So why am I not crying wolf? Well, I don't think Wolf is playing particularly well right now. He has no goals or assists for the Wizards this season and only one shot on goal in four games. Now, if you are a forward and you're not scoring and you're not assisting and you don't even shoot, what are you doing? I don't think he makes the players around him better. I know Johnson, Ching, and Twelman do. And all three of them excel in at least one aspect of the game. Johnson is fast, Ching is great in the air, and Twelman is relentless. What does Wolf excel at? If the World Cup had been held a year and a half ago, or maybe two years ago, then I think Wolf might have been a better pick. Right now, he's not playing well. So he should watch the World Cup the same way I'm going to on television here in the States. You may have a different opinion, and I'd love to hear it. You can reach me at Stephen, Stephen with a P-H, dot S-N-I-V at earthlink.net. Let's get to the games. There were only four matches in MLS this week. The first was a rematch of D.C. United and Red Bull New York. As I mentioned earlier, Aleko Eskandarian scored twice to lead D.C. to a 4-1 victory, but the best goal of the game came from D.C.'s defender, Facundo Erpin. He absolutely blasted a shot from about 30 yards out and pasted it into the upper 90 while Tony Miola swatted at it like it was some kind of a passing bug. Later on Saturday, Houston Dynamo found a way to win at home against Real Salt Lake. Real actually had the lead for about uh, three minutes in the second half before Houston came back. Real is still winless this season and has never won a game on the road. Real has problems on the road. L.A. has problems at home. The Galaxy was beaten in injury time by the Columbus Crew 1-0. Kyle Martino put the game away six minutes, six minutes into injury time. L.A. has played three home games and has only one point from them. They did beat Chivas USA at the Home Depot Center, but technically that was an away game. And on Sunday, it was a battle of the best in Big D. All you really needed to see this game was the first five and the last five minutes. Dallas's mighty rookie, Kenny Cooper, 
headed home the opener just four minutes in. Dallas then defended that lead well into second half, all the way through the second half, actually, until you get to stoppage time. In the 92nd minute, KC's Alex Atinka netted the equalizer. But wait, there's more. Two minutes later, Dallas regained the lead when substitute Aaron Pitchkolin ran up the middle of the park and put the ball low and into the back of the net. Dallas wins at home 2-1. to one. Brian Ching continues to lead the scoring list, but there are now four men just two goals back. Ante Razov, Kenny Cooper, Aleko Eskandarian, and Jovan Karofsky have all tallied three goals so far. This weekend... All 12 teams are back in action. It starts on Saturday at 4 Eastern on ESPN2. L.A. has a real road trip to Real. Salt Lake hopes to get that elusive first win. At 7.30, Dallas must face the best team in the East for a second week in a row. This time it's not KC, it's D.C., and that game is on direct kick or D.K. Kansas City, meanwhile, continues its road trip to Columbus. The Crews and Wizards kick off at 7.30 on HDNet. The Houston Dynamo will see if they can create any energy at Mile High. Rapids play host starting at 9 Eastern on direct kick. Chivas USA hosts Red Bull New York at the Home Depot Center. You can see that on direct kick starting at 10 Eastern and on Sunday, the Fires' long road trip heads to Massachusetts to meet the Revs. That game is also on direct kick, and kickoff is 3 Eastern Sunday. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. I need to give a big shout-out to the folks at SoccerRom.com for all of their support. For Soccer News IV, I'm Stephen Parr. Remember, Soccer News IV, it's in your veins.